News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Brought to you by Balderdash Boulder Delivery Service. When you absolutely, positively need a 5,000-pound rock delivered to your doorstep in 30 minutes or less, we're the team you can count on. And now, for even faster service, try our new deluxe catapult option. Get your boulders faster at Balderdash Boulder Delivery Service. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly Cruz, for that <laughs> wonderful endorsement. I don't know where she digs these people up, Alan. Well, well the thing is, I'm working with them this this afternoon oh yeah <laughs> and they better out there now <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> welcome to uh, tool talk radio everybody yeah i'm joe thorderson with doris hammer carpentry and wood turning and i'm alan gilbert with geekysidetv.com yeah uh, kelly cruz has joined the team alan she, she enjoys uh, finding those unique sponsors that we uh that we sew dimmer, carpentry, and wood turning. And I'm Alan Gilbreth with GeekySideTV.com. Yeah, uh, Kelly Cruz has joined the team, Alan. Absolutely. She, she enjoys uh, finding those unique sponsors that we uh, that we so desperately need here mm-hmm. on Tool Talk Radio. But, uh, Alan, um, speaking of things we desperately need, uh, lumber prices. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to become a weekly, uh, a weekly report. I know it plays a big role in my life and in your life. Uh, Last time I saw prices like this, I think it was... I think the word was Vegas. Vegas, yeah, yeah, it's starting to feel like that. So we're going to report in, um, uh, you know, because it is relevant. It's part of our everyday life. Oh, you my know. gosh. Uh, yeah. So this is interesting, Alan. I sent you an article the other day that triggered a whole uh, a whole flurry of text between mm. us. Low-tech building techniques to keep your home cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Mm-hmm. And then you started pointing out, yeah, they were doing this like a thousand years yeah. ago. Where, where, where have you been? But but see, this this is coming to the suburbs now. Now, lots of science, fiber technology. Indeed. Uh, you're going to be bringing us that. We've got our must-have item of the week, of course. And uh, we've got lots of other surprises that I'm not going to tease. But I'd say there's a mixture of old school and future tech. How's that? And home improvement. And of course, we'd love to talk to you. You can call us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And you can even text that number, Alan. Mm -hmm. You can also join us uh, at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and check out all the action there. And of course, while you're over there, make sure you give us a like and uh you know follow us send us your tasteful stories send us uh whatever's uh we love pictures we want to see your triumphs and of course we want to see your tragedies yeah absolutely so it's all coming at you today on tool talk radio but before we get to any of that our tool talk radio weekly salute if you are fortunate when you go you go to work every day, you'll have a job that you can really sink your teeth into. A violinist for the symphony will sink her teeth into rehearsing complex scales to prepare for her performance. A baseball pitcher, like the Chicago Cubs World Series champion Kyle Hendricks, will sink his teeth into spending hours in the bullpen perfecting his curveball. And unrelatedly, Alan Gilbreth has often been known to figuratively sink his teeth into spending hours concocting elaborate distraction in his company's lunchroom in order to literally sink his teeth into his co-workers' unguarded lunches. I mean, Alan, you could have just bought something yourself. It's a full moon. It's a full moon. (laughs) And it should be noted that it would be impossible for us to sink our teeth into anything without the aid of our jaw muscles. Yes, the jaw muscles, the strongest muscle in the human body, capable of exerting up to 200 pounds of pressure on a given object. We can't know for sure 
capable of exerting up to 200 pounds of pressure on a given object. We can't know for sure, but perhaps the inventor of the tool we honor today was inspired by this design, by the simple function of the human jaw. Whatever the case may be, in 1869, Daniel Stilson invented a plumbing tool capable of gripping round metal pipes so effectively that even to this day, this device, which has virtually been unchanged, can be found in every plumber's toolbox. My friends, we give you the pipe wrench. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got one in my toolbox. How about you? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the pipe wrench. It's, uh, I mean... We were talking about primal in old school. Mm-hmm. I guess what I like is just the simple nature of how it operates. So it just, it, as we like to say, get a grip. <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks, thanks for that useless uh, sit. No, but but it's but it they do beforehand. I really don't know what they did to tighten pipes in the in the old days. I mean, uh, well, I mean, you, I guess they had to be designed differently. Well, you, know? I mean, you had leather strapping, okay, and you would tighten it down and get a little bit wet, and then you could really you know get in there and crank down on stuff. Yeah, but you know, at some point, you always have that one person mm-hmm. that the status quo doesn't work. Yeah. They look at it and they go, you know, I wonder. And 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 usually and, and I like your analogy of like the human jaw because he would he had to have like seen a mouse eating a piece of corn. Right. Or uh he saw something other than what he was trying to do the action he wanted. And you know, that's gotta be that Eureka aha moment. Yeah, yeah, it's something something he probably did. He observed it in nature, something bit in. And what I love about the pipe wrench is that the the more pressure you put on it, the deeper it digs in. Actually, you got to be careful not yeah. to dig it in too much. So, actually you got to be careful not yeah. to dig it in too much. So, but uh anyway, I do want to say something cuz this is a great quote. Uh uh <laughs> Colonel Green was this guy's boss, Daniel Stilson, and when he came in uh, I guess this guy liked to use foul language mm. or something. Mm. But the way he described his boss was very eloquent. Dan looked at me with strong language in his eyes. He was competent in use language, chiefly profane. And he ex- exercised this accomplishment on frequent occasions. Yes. I guess he was pretty happy. And uh, <laughs> that's how he showed his happiness. So I don't know. But uh, anyway, hats off to the pipe wrench. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to use decent language here when we come mm. back and uh, give you our next science story. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. (laughs) News Talk 98.9. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorgerson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from Geeky Side TV. Uh, you can give us a call or a text at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we'd love to interact with you on Facebook. Go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. Check out the um, a little sneak peek, Alan. I already posted the must-have item of the week. So if you want to be ahead of the curve, if you can't wait 20 minutes to find out what it actually is, <laughs> go there now and, uh, and, and find out for yourself. But uh, give us a like. Post your videos. Post your home improvement triumphs and tragedies. So, yeah. And Alan, I'm still I still want to find out who that guy was that's, that insults us every time we come in from break. I don't. I don't. 
I'm going to get him. So. <laughs> anyway. And by the way, just in case everybody needs notes, fraternal. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not identical in any way. Hey, Alan, um, we, you know, from break, I don't, I don't, I'm going to get him. So. <laughs> anyway. And by the way, just in case everybody needs notes, fraternal. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not identical in any way. Hey, Alan, um, we, you know, if you're new to Tool Talk Radio, uh, you're, what you're going to discover is we love space science. Mm. Any any uh, opportunity to talk about science or space science as it relates to uh, as it's going to relate to home improvement. Let's put it that Indeed. way, because a lot of times what you see in NASA is going to be at your big box store in a year from now. So uh, you've got something interesting. You were talking about fiber technology. Indeed. And uh, so let's talk, man. What do you got for us? OK, well, uh, we've had a lot of space news this week. Oh, yeah. I follow it. but Well, let, let's face it. But it, not everybody does, Alan. It is so now a to, thing. Yeah. And what is a thing? Space tourism. Yeah. Oh, by the way, not sorry, Alan, not to cut you off. If you have a Roku TV, you definitely want to download the NASA channel stuff. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Alan. Along with Geeky Side TV. Yeah. So, and sorry. Geeky Side TV. <laughs> All right. But let's, let's, let's wander back into the wonderful world of fibers mm-hmm. and explain what in the name of Sam Hill is going on of let's go back in time and let's start talking about bulletproof vest okay all right kevlar well no let's go back to like uh cotton <laughs> i don't know that i want to rely on all cotton right, well, to block the bullets right, for me alan all right well let's ahead. all right well, let's go even further back let's go back to the mongol invasion and let's talk about silk okay all right here's the beautiful thing about silk silk doesn't tear by impact so here is your. Uh, I'll take first, your word on that. I don't here, wear well, silk, but here yeah. here is your first case of a fiber totally changing a certain level of technology. So so Alan, just so you're saying they discovered that it doesn't tear, and that right. led them to so hmm, you, silk might be useful for something. right. So, so you get okay. shot by an arrow through your silk shirt. The silk shirt didn't give. <laughs> Once again, Alan, I'm going to take your word on that. that I don't, <laughs> so it, it probably still hurts. Oh, it didn't feel good. I mean, let's let's be honest. But that okay, was that I understand discovery. The logic, that was yeah. that discovery that different types of fibers can perform different functions. Okay, Alan, I, I, on this on this level, and sorry, I get it, folks. You should know when I get excited about a topic, I interrupt because oh, yeah. I don't want to f- lose my train of thought. But Alan, with with that in mind, I could see where instead of uh, using silk, you know, as a bulletproof or arrowproof thing, maybe you line something with silk. Like maybe you've got to carry oh. objects that are heavy, but they're very fine, and you don't want to loop. Maybe you carry sand with it. Maybe you carry, you know. So. All right. Well, let's anyway. fast forward to the original bulletproof vest. Okay. All right. The you know again getting hit by a bullet. Yeah. Not a lot Not of fun. fun. Not a lot of fun. So uh, they've actually discovered that what worked best was multiple layers of cloth, cloth, with powdered glass in between them oh so all right so you know we're, we're kind of getting this discovery thing going on and let's talk about one of our favorite topics in the whole planet let's talk, talk about plywood it's I, okay alan i was literally getting ready to write down plywood because you've got layers of wood layers of glue all layers going of, different directions right you cross the uh you cross over if you if people if you ever wonder why plywood is so strong it's because they change the grain on every layer one's yes. going one way it crisscrosses yeah you're not going to punch that in your karate class and break it right you're going to tear your hand up okay so welcome to plywood welcome to layering and, and so all right so everybody we've said all of that to now get to 
to, as you said, Kevlar, carbon fibers, spandex. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting into, because space tourism is going to be a big thing here, uh, Richard Branson has already been into space, and Jeff Bezos just got back from space. Oh, I thought he was leaving next week. Okay. There's right. a, I, I don't know who all went. I know those two went. Okay. So I don't want to misquote anybody. Okay. But, yeah, if you've already been to space as a tourist, man, fair play to you. Okay. But you are going to be wearing the sum total of human history on your body. Because sure. you're not. That may look like a single ply cloth, but with our new nanofiber technologies. Mm. Yeah. And nanofibering has now shown up at your big box store. You can buy of a sweatband that will cool you because of the nanofibers wicking moisture away from your body. I bought one. I bought a hat that you. They say you wet it down before, yeah. like when I'm working in full sun yeah. all day. Wet I down, wet it down, and it does cool it, it off. Yeah. Snap it one time, really good to really activate the fibers. Mm -hmm. Put that baby on. Yeah, and you are substantially cooler. Five years ago, you didn't have this. Right. So as we're looking at these technologies. Keep in mind, folks, it's going to be all about layers. And we've keep in mind, folks, it's going to be all about layers. And we've talked about this in the past. If you want to dress warmly, dress in layers. Don't wear one giant, big, giant, thick thing. Sure. And I'm setting the fiber discussion up to talk about, oh, I don't know, maybe houses in just a little bit. Yeah, well, that was my thought, Alan. The first thing my mind went to is, okay, for one thing, you're going to be wearing this stuff, but your home is going to be wearing this stuff as well. In many, uh, heat, many ways, heat yes. Heat blocking uh, curtains, heat blocking, well, uh, maybe it gets incorporated into your sheetrock. Have you seen the latest in fire protection technology for smoke jumpers? No, what's that? It is a multi-fiber, it's a layered fiber with reflective capabilities so that if you were caught in an area where it was going to get too hot for you, mm -hmm. you can jump inside of this bag that looks kind of like burlap made out of aluminum foil. Or something. I'm talking about like the guy is out in California fighting fires right now. Wow. These giant forest fires. So you have an oxygen tank because I guess you got to you know well, you're gonna run is, out of air well, pretty quick. The, but. You, you, I, well, this is for that heat flash. This is that, that emergency. That uh, emergency. Situation. We need to get the skin covered. Right. So they have with them a bag that looks almost like it's made out of aluminum foil. Right. Uh, for your house, there are now radiant barriers that can go up in the attic, and it looks a lot like somebody made a cloth out of aluminum foil. Yeah, see, it's funny because that's that's I hate you know I really do hate when you and I are thinking alike, Alan. But it was like <laughs> I was thinking of curtains, your sheetrock, and and maybe this replaces fiberglass insulation. Well, I don't know. you know, even in windows, we're getting into layered windows. Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard of like you know polarized glass, especially for windows and uh, for your eyeglasses, right? Of uh, well, we can polarize or mirror. Thinking of <laughs> curtains, your sheetrock, and and. Maybe this replaces fiberglass insulation. Well, I don't know. you know, even in windows, we're getting into layered windows. Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard of like, you know, polarized glass, especially for windows and uh, for your eyeglasses. Right. Uh, well, we can polarize or mirrorize exterior uh, windows to decrease the amount of solar energy coming in them. However, a couple of companies out there are developing technology that turn the windows into solar panels. Oh boy, yeah, and and uh, I had in my notes here, Alan. We we didn't even tease that, but we are going to talk about solar 
because it's, solar is going to change everything. It, you know, it, that's it, that's sort of creeping in the back door. Like we talk about all these other technologies. We're talking about, you know, uh, high tech, digital stuff. But solar is the one that I think is going to make the biggest impact. Well, solar has been around for decades. Mm-hmm. Its problem was solar was so far ahead of the bet. Solar, we, we, we relegated solar to kind of like a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. That gimmick is about to take over the world. Yeah. Because now the ability to transfer electricity and the ability to store, retain, and reuse that energy has reached a point to it's at least equal to what solar can do. Oh yeah, we're going to unpack that in our in our next segment. We're we're going solar, Alan, but 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 just to kind of wrap up with these fiber technologies. The thing that's interesting is, you know, when you think of fibers, you're immediately thinking of cloth, you're thinking right. of something flexible. Well, not not it's I mean, it will be that, but it will be other things too. I'm really I'm really picturing this being incorporated into into the sheetrock, into um you know, into the attic, into possibly plywood. Who knows? Uh, you could have a plywood layer that's insulated. You never know. Wait till we get into the nanotechnology fibers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I think this stuff's fascinating. Uh, maybe you could you could you could play a little game with this, Alan. Get your you know, uh, get the NASA channel. Oh yes. Watch the news uh, that and comes play, out of NASA what's gonna and show play up uh, at the big box store next. Yeah, it could be like bingo. Like uh, okay, oh, uh, mm-hmm. I say January of 2022 uh, we're going to be seeing this product or we're going to be seeing this this treatment or something because it always happens. I mean, in in you know, that's why we support the space program. Oh, absolutely. Among other reasons. So, but anyway, we hope you support us here at Tool Talk Radio. Coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, uh, quick break, and then we're going to continue the high-tech talk when we talk about solar power. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio. Coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios, I'm Joe Thorgerson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing Hotline, or the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline mm-hmm. at 901-683-0989. Or you can also uh, interact with us at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. Send us video. Um... If you scroll down, I will say this. I don't know when we posted this, Alan, maybe four or five months ago. There's a video that this kid did. I say a kid. He looked like he was about 22 years old of the most complex Rube Goldberg. Mm. Oh, uh, my gosh, yes. I don't even know what you call it. This thing went through his whole yard. It looked like it covered two acres of property. <laughs> it went on for three or four minutes. It was one of the best creations we've ever seen, and it's up there on Tool Talk Radio. It's one yeah, of the, it'd be a great way to keep your teenager out of trouble for about three months, building oh, yeah. one of these things. Tool Talk Radio family. And speaking of the Tool Talk Radio family, uh, Alan, one of our uh, great sponsors, Whitekurt Realtors, they are, uh, okay, get this, quick, easy, and fun. Those mm. are the tag words that they're going for, which for it, real estate, for real estate. Right. Wow. Which uh, and then of course, Kelly Cruz is part of that entourage oh, yes. over there. Um, she's she's hilarious. And so but um, well, and then they have a foosball table and a ping pong table and a pool table. And a pretty awesome kitchen. So that that reason oh, all alone. Right, see, all right, now all right, <laughs> you, you know where to tempt me. It's right, kind of like, you but know. but see, they've all been in the game for a long time. Rick right. Bowman, the owner, he's been he's been in the real estate market forever. He knows everything. He's been there, done that. He's right. he survived right. and right. thrived right. in two thousand eight. Well, well, the thing is, I got to say about Rick is he survived you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get honest. Yeah, know? yeah. He he he's 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 our realtor. He's the one we go to for all of our 
our transactions. And um, but the good thing is too, Alan, they find with the bank. Let's go there. You go. You get financed, underwritten, qualified, all of it in the same place. So they're great, uh, great people over there. Weikert Realtors Benchmark. I feel like I got to spell it. W e i c h e r t Realtors. A little bit, a little bit tricky. But uh, you can. The, the phone number is not tricky at all, Alan. Nine zero one two zero two two thousand. I don't even have to repeat that, there but I will. Go. 901-202-2000. Weikert Realtors Benchmark. Great people, man. And like I said, uh, Kelly's been finding us some really quality sponsors, too. <laughs> 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 so, hey, Alan, before the break, um, we we do like, we're mixing it up today. We've, we're we're going to go old school in mm-hmm. just a bit, but we're also going uh, futuristic, high tech. And I say futuristic, but it's here now, you know. But right. It, it was futuristic when you and I, you know, five years ago it was futuristic. Well, but, you know, we're, we're we're such a blend of because we are discovering of technique. You and I, you know, five years ago it was futuristic. Well, but, you know, we're, we're we're such a blend of because we are discovering of techniques of the past with modern materials. Right. You know, so I mean, the the marriage is is turning out to be absolutely amazing. We just got back from space because of those marriages. Absolutely. So, yeah. And and uh, so later in the show, we're going to talk about, uh, ins- you know, old school and modern techniques just simply to insulate your home. Mm-hmm. So, but we before the break, Alan, we started talking about solar power and right. um, the the not disconnect, but the way it's evolved, because solar power, I guess the it's been around for a while the big they could they could capture the energy of the sun the problem was storing it that's where we were behind uh, the battery technology well right? you know let, let's go to the of uh, uh sherlock homian english garden and your fr- big open panels that the sun rays came in humidity went up the temperature went up so people in a relatively cold climate could have plants or begin uh, especially in the farming world, of you know your big box store couldn't survive without greenhouses. Yeah, because those plants that look so magnificent so early in the year started in a greenhouse somewhere. So our first application is as simple as creating something that could trap the heat. Right. Now with solar, the real dream for us in our modern age is electricity. Oh yeah. Because all right. 150 years ago, wasn't electricity, it was heat. So back Storing their, the heat right. or, yeah. yeah. Their or light, maybe, I don't know. No, maybe well, their using technologies sun. was to get there. Right. Of heating heating and lighting, of you also have to look at the price of lighting. Right. Of heating, heating and lighting, of you also have to look at the price of lighting. The price of lighting 200 years ago is why your grandfather is still so psychotic, psychotic about turn off the lights. <laughs> because heat, heating and lighting 100 years ago was very expensive. Today, we have light bulbs that use less than a dollar's worth of energy an entire year if you just leave it on. Can I? Sorry, Alan, but once again, you triggered me. Can I say something? I, this is amazing to me. My electric bill for the last, I don't know, since we started using AC again, like a couple mm-hmm. or three months ago, I, it's it's the lowest it's ever been. 
Like every month, I'm like, okay, well, I wonder what the bill's going to be. And I'm like, how is it this low? I think it's we've changed over to a lot of these LEDs. We've Our home is slowly transferred to some of these more energy efficient. But I'm noticing it. Honestly, I think we're saving like 100 bucks a month on this stuff. Well, uh, my case in point is a uh, medical probably has 100 exit lights mm-hmm. between the floors and the buildings and the hallways. There's an exit light everywhere. And it used to be a every week effort with carts of light bulbs to go around and make sure these things were lit. Oh, yeah. And a couple of years ago, we opted to go ahead and spend the money and replace the bulb with a screw-in LED replacement. Yeah. Since we finished that project, two years later, you haven't had to change a single bulb, and they've noticed a reduction in the electricity bill. Not a huge reduction, but noticeable. Oh, yeah. And you will notice it. You got you to gotta do the whole house, though. You know. Well, even if you just do it bulb by bulb, yeah. of if you go embrace the new technologies, you'd be surprised. You you will see a difference in the production. So we we keep, and I'm going to stay with my layering theme, we keep layering in better technology to accomplish old school ideas. Yeah. So now that we're talking about solar, of the power of the sun. We are in the South. For those of you listening to us outside of the area, the Mid-South on down, we get we get some sun. Yeah. And it gets <laughs> it gets hot. Of you know, for for our dear folks up in New York and New Hampshire and Wisconsin, you know, I know when you see the weather and they say it's 105 degrees down here Fahrenheit, they're not making that up. No. It really is. Yeah. Of the thing is, though, think about the amount of energy being pounded down on us. And just walking through a big box store yesterday, as a matter of fact, there were any number of light up security lights that now have little solar hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not big things that you got to go put someplace hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not big things that you got to go put someplace and all these long wires. But honest to goodness, if you post this light where sunlight can get directly on it, this thing will be completely charged and be motion detecting all night long and illuminating whatever you want. Yeah, I guess that's the that's kind of where this is all going, right, Alan? Because we were thinking um, if if solar technology improves, that's that's sort of the the goal. You get uh, okay in the daytime. Maybe you don't run so many lights because obviously right. you don't need them. But um, if it could make it through the through the night with a with enough of a charge. Now, granted, I not every home's going to be able to do that. But even if you just put a dent in your electrical use, you will notice it. Like I'm noticing it too. Well, and it just you know. let, let's go back to Tesla. Let's go back to old Nikolai Tesla. There, his dream was portable power. Uh, what do you mean? Because I know he had a lot of dreams, but well, which, yeah. And I was struck by how many devices now of don't have to have a wire. Yeah. Of friend of mine put a, a new fountain in her little fish pond. And it's got a little solar waterproof solar hat mm-hmm. as part of the 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 decorative part of it. You look at it, you you can tell what's solar and what's not, but it's decorative. Right. But the whole time the sun is up, the whole time this thing has energy, it is generating enough energy to actually pump water 
from below up into the air, out into a fountain spray the whole time the sun is on the pond. You know what's great about solar too, Alan, is uh, your old curmudgeon-y uh, get-off-my-lawn uncle that doesn't embrace anything new and thinks, you know, that he doesn't want a cell phone or any of that. They're, they're kind of open to solar power because it's free. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll notice. It's like <laughs> you'll notice. It's like, uh, hey, 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 Uncle Bob. You know, uh, I can I can light up the backyard for nothing for you. Oh, you know, and they, well, they yeah. seem to be more open when it's like when it's saving the money. So, yeah. and it, well, and there's the big key: the new technologies are saving us money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's exciting, and um, I think as the storage capabilities improve for oh, batteries, yes. that's what's that's. That's what you need to keep an eye on, folks, and that's that's true in the automotive world because I'm convinced, Alan, that we're not going to immediately go over to electric vehicles. But I see, I feel like hybrid vehicles are just going to become the new normal in the in the near future. Yeah, give it five years. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, we're keeping you high tech here on Tool Talk Radio at uh, News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go old school for insulation techniques. Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can reach us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. If you're too shy to talk to us, you can always text us a message. Mm. Uh, And also, go to our uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. As a matter of fact, you know what's fun about this, Alan? If somebody uh, is listening to us in real time, uh, they can go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and they 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 get a, a sneak peek of what we're going to talk about. I, I they they get a, a sneak peek of what we're going to talk about. Indeed. I I just posted an article there uh, about the very topic we're going to talk about, Alan. Uh, low tech or well, I should say old world techno uh, technology that's coming to a suburb near you, basically. But um, uh, so that's another reason to uh, that's another reason to get over to the Facebook page. Make sure you like us, send us messages, interact with us that way. Um, and, uh, you know, just join the tool talk radio family. So speaking of the tool talk radio family, Alan, if you have any HVAC needs, mm, this so is interesting. We're, we're already talking about, you know, it all comes full circle around here. Um, you definitely want to get in touch with the good people at Brown refrigeration. They can handle your heating and air conditioning. They're really the only company you and I ever use. And, and boy, do we use them? <laughs> you got, you got them on speed dial. I, Alan, so. I really do. Yeah, we all send each other work around here. That's the nice thing. So, but also, what's great about them, Alan, is um, uh, the clean air technology, mm. which you talk about high sun inside your HVAC unit. HVAC is a wonderful thing. And of course, their uh, smart home technology, which basically from your cell phone you can say, ah, I, I feel like turning the lights on in my living room, or I want to check and see what the cat is up to, or yep. I want to, <laughs> I want to scare off that uh, jerk that's knocking at my door. Or right. <laughs> Get the raccoons off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it all with uh, Brown Refrigeration. And, of course, they're just fun to talk to. If you call, ask 
ask for Mrs. Brown. Mm. Ask her to tell you a joke when she calls it. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to appreciate that. Jim. Yeah, you can call them at 901-362-1881 or go to their very easy to remember website, brownref.com. And uh, Larry, if you're listening, uh, we've got plans for you uh, in the next couple weeks. Mm. So stand by. But uh, Alan, before the break, um, you know, we've been talking kind of about um, Oh, high tech solutions and the way technology is evolving, some of the things with fiber technology, solar power. But now we're looking, you know, okay, it's hot. Some builders uh, around the country are starting to embrace some technologies that have been around really thousands of years, yes. right? It's pretty cool to see. So let's talk about it. Well, man. all right. Uh, where to start on this? Uh, basically, since we decided we needed a house. <laughs> whenever that was uh, probably pretty early on probably, Alan. you know <laughs> living that, out in a field just wasn't that, cutting it in the middle of the cave December. is nice yeah. of all right well let's start at the cave okay. let's start at the cave of here we go doesn't matter how hot it is outside i'm going to pick on the carlsbad caverns because okay. that's out in the middle of a desert that's, that's california right? yes yes okay so you know, here we are just in an area of the country that is absolutely baked. Mm -hmm. However, you get underground, it's fifty-five degrees. Sure, not that far underground either. Not that far. It's fifty-five degrees. They learned that in Star Wars. If you look at Luke Skywalker's uh, moisture farm where he grew up, exactly. That in Star Wars. If you look at Luke Skywalker's uh, moisture farm where he grew up, exactly. Yeah. Of uh, so here's this interesting idea. Uh, let's flip over to Iceland. And if you get underground in Iceland, it's toasty warm. Ah, because Iceland is a volcano. They learned that in the Empire Strikes Back, Alan. They buried. A <laughs> I am if not. Bury, I, I am can, not I can Star Wars. A ton -ton. I can Star Wars reference you all day. So yeah, absolutely. So, well, you know, you are exactly correct. And um, to continue your Star Wars referencing, okay. of a Tatooine, Luke's house was a great example of desert living. Absolutely. Because yeah. you noticed nothing was hidden. Uh, what do you mean by that? All right. So remember when they were having breakfast? Yeah. And Luke had the weird blue stuff in the jug, right. which I thought was kind of funny. They were drinking Romulan ale that early in the day. Sure. Absolutely. Just to cross your references. <laughs> of, but there was a courtyard, which I think you teased is significant exactly so, okay of, but but so the openness let the air move around is exactly kind of right, well think about what you have to have to get air motion okay air like water electricity anything that flows must come from somewhere it must go somewhere right so of uh, i will pick on the house i grew up in in houston texas hey guys shout out for texas oh, down yeah. there of, and, of course, that was a million years ago, right after stagecoaches quit running. <laughs> and we had an attic fan. Oh, those babies are nice. And we had one out here, the too. The way the house was laid out, you had this long hallway with everything based off of it. Mm -hmm. And when you kick that attic fan on, if you had windows open, you didn't just have airflow. You had a wind tunnel. Oh, yeah. You were sucking in leaves, small animals. I mean, air <laughs> move. Yeah, of the um, attic fan, Alan. If people don't aren't familiar, because I don't remember seeing that growing up in Chicago. Maybe nope. it's not as common, but but out here, our, our first home had, had one of those. And like you say, Alan, if you want to just change the air out or cool the home off, you, you open all the windows, and you got to open them. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you don't open any windows, oh. I think it's bad for the fan motor. Right. But, but, man, it just instantly changes the air. Within 30 seconds, 
you've completely air is moving. Yeah, and that right. and it feels it drops the temperature. And, and 10 degrees. that right there is your secret. However, let's talk about construction for just a moment. Okay. Of we had a all right, the, we have a bad habit as just are the creatures that we are. We love new. Mm-hmm. So here comes this new idea, and immediately we're kind of keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody likes the new idea. So that's how we get press board sighting here, <laughs> you know, in here, the seventies. Don't yeah, get me started. Yeah. So here comes this new idea and immediately we're kind of keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody likes the new idea. So that's how we get press board sighting here, <laughs> you know, in here, the seventies. Don't yeah, get me started. Yeah. That's why we get so many bad ideas. Right. Of. So here's the, here's this great idea. We now have electricity. Wow. We now have Air conditioning, so we don't have to build shotgun shacks anymore. All right, why did we call it a shotgun shack? A shotgun shack was basically from the front door to the back door. You could fire a shotgun, and the blast would go in the front door and out the back door. All right, the reason they had screen doors on the front and back is cross-ventilation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but see, now we don't have to do that. We have air conditioning now. So now we can make the house a Rube Goldberg rat maze, <laughs> and we have to pump all this air in to keep it cold. Right. Well, yeah, we're 40, 50 years, 60 years into this, and we're going, you know, this is pretty much a terrible idea. Well, you throw away what works just because for something new, well, we or, or you this- just assume that, well— it's obsolete technology. Well, it, it still works. Well, Why not incorporate the best of everything? But what happens when that technology doesn't work? Okay. Good point. <laughs> now yeah. it is truly unbearably miserable because you can't move air through that maze. Right. So a lot of people, and this has been kind of a, a movement since the 60s, honestly, but it is really picking up steam now, people are looking at, Hay bale houses, cob houses, mud houses, adobe is back. Of people are looking at ancient building ideas. And again, I'm going to pick on your Star Wars again. Of the open, the softer edges, the better, the open, the softer edges, the better airflow, the ability to move air around the building without technological assistance. Yeah. And if you have something that retains the heat, all you got to do is get it warm once. And now it retains and keeps its heat all day. Or the same materials, once you get them cool, retain that cool all night long. It's it's interesting you say that, Alan. One of my favorite shows to watch, I, I, I don't remember, I don't know if I know the exact name, but it's on Netflix. It's about... Uh, Really unusual home building. Uh, the mm-hmm. name will come to me, but everybody probably knows what it is. But it's um, I remember watching one episode, and it seemed like it was some house where they had they got they got a lot of sun from like you know uh, till noon or something like that. Well, they had this huge slab of concrete in the center of the home, and it was kind of decorative, but it was mostly this just mo- the rest of the day. It gives this ambient kind of nice yes. soft heat. That's not it doesn't dry your nose out. It doesn't, Mm -mm. you know, it doesn't crack your furniture. And it's just basically using nature and rocks to warm your home. And I'm like, I love that stuff. Marrying the old with the new, man. Well, uh, it's out of the box thinking. Well, you know, you're also going to get into water control at this point, because if you think about 
uh, the Peruvians. Oh, yeah, know, I think about Andes. those guys every oh, yeah. day. Well, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> one of the things is they were like, how do these guys garden? It's so cold up here. Mm-hmm. And they're digging these trenches and they're filling them up with water. Yeah. Well, that's because that water wouldn't freeze by morning and kept the plants from freezing. Oh, very so clever. So here we go with water control, air control, light control, and we talked earlier, heat control. Yeah. Because either you had too much or too little, but the idea is can we control it, can we store it, and can we too much or too little, but the idea is can we control it, can we store it, and can we keep ourselves comfortable? Yeah, I think the wave of the future, Alan, for for just clean energy and just be, you know, let's face it. If you're a cheapskate, you should be embraced. You should be oh. the most high tech oh. person there is. If you're, you know, you're going to save money on all this stuff. But um, it's it's the way to go. You don't just throw throw out the uh, old because something new came along and just it'll be more efficient. It, it's more interesting. A lot of this can, uh, architecture is pretty interesting, you know. Now, what I'm looking for is that 1700 to 1800s Mediterranean style with a house battery and solar. Absolutely. I can't wait. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, we're going Star Wars because if you go to Tatooine, those look like these little thousand year old uh, Adobe huts mixed with uh, Mm -hmm. droids and uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and speeders and all this other stuff. So, hey, Star Wars is um, (laughs) if you want to learn more, go to the uh, (laughs) go to our Facebook page. We posted the article. It's really interesting. It it, it unpacks this deeper. So uh, another reason to go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Well, don't go anywhere hour one's maybe in the can but uh, hour two of tool talk radio is coming at you uh from news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis alan we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we have our must-have item of the week news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the 0989, and of course you can interact with us at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, get your uh, get your input on how we can uh, improve the show. Maybe I don't know. I don't always appreciate that, Alan. Or uh, we want what we mostly are looking for is uh, what are you doing around the home? What sort of improvements have you done? Have you uh, have you done something you're really proud of? Have you done something you're ashamed of? Has your husband destroyed? Uh, half the living room when he tried to uh <laughs> we want it all we want it all we want pictures we want interaction did you there. burn down the couch trying to get rid of that spider absolutely yeah we want to know, yeah, we wanna know. <laughs> so go to uh, tool talk rate you know the tool talk radio facebook page send us uh, messages give us a like and um uh also alan you know for people that maybe just rolled out of bed and you missed the first hour of tool talk never fear because uh you can check out all of our past shows at tooltalkradio.com Indeed. Whenever Alan gets around to posting them, now you're you're getting better, uh, and, and um, we we and we're going to be beefing up the, the website around here mm-hmm. too. So it's all it's all coming at you. You won't. There's no reason to miss. You know any moment of tool nope. talk. Radio. We're there. So hey, Alan. Uh, so before the break, boy, it's interesting stuff. Wide ranging, uh, old school building techniques. I say old school. I should say ancient building techniques. Uh, modern technology. You know the future of home improvement and. Uh, 
all of that. And uh, I was remiss, Alan, when uh, in a minute we're going to get to our uh, must-have item of the week. But one of the things we teased at the beginning of the show is lumber. Mm. It's getting, okay, you know, you and I deal with lumber all the time. Lumber is my bread and butter. Oh, gosh. I mean, I build decks and patio covers and everything for the outside of your home, and I need, lumber is important to, to my life. Alan, it's getting like the stock market. <laughs> I, I have to go to my big box store or I go online and check lumber prices. I never did that in the past. I just, they were more or less pretty consistent, but it's, it's coming down. Thank my big box store or I go online and check lumber prices. I never did that in the past. I've just, they were more or less pretty consistent, but it's, it's coming down. Thank goodness though. Have you, have you been going through the same dilemma? Well, yeah. Um, I did a small project about eh, three, four weeks ago and I needed a load of pressure treated lumber and it was only about $250. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yeah. And the For exact same, yeah. right. All right. They're a little small. Another project came up. So, you know, go down yesterday, pick up a uh, pressure treated lumber and the the same load of pressure treated lumber I picked up four weeks ago was now one fifty. Right. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's um you know, do your uh, guys do your research, take a deep breath, and think happy no hurricane thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know and really think of a rain dance for the West because we <laughs> need we need a disaster free year. Uh, the people on the West. really think of a rain dance for the West because we need <laughs> we need a disaster free year. Uh, the people on the West Coast they get pounded with those forest fires. Yeah, and and that affects lumber too as well. Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, as I love to tell everybody, you know, nothing happens in isolation. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're freaking out about your lumber prices and that kind of stuff, all you got to do to predict what's going to happen in ninety days is read the news today. Yeah, absolutely. So if there's a massive fire raging through XYZ forest, uh, what is that forest known for? What comes out of there? Because you're going to be short it in about six months. Yeah. Of, you know, with the pandemic and with everything going on, of, you know, a lot of things, a, a lot of different logistics are being affected. Well, Alan, um, and I can't speak to every lump, I can't speak to every uh, big box store around the country, but I know... The big box stores that I go to, three or four customers that basically put their projects on hold. Right. Because partly 2020 alone was weird. Well, yeah. And nobody knew what, what was going on. And they're like, you know, we better just wait and see what happens with these lumber prices. So they are they are coming down. But I'm starting to wonder, now that you're talking about these forest fires and everything, it might not be a bad idea to um, go ahead and get the lumber delivered to your place or at least secure your order so you've paid for the lumber and make sure you've got that locked in because it really is it's almost like a a stock market investment i can't really see it getting as crazy as it did last year though i feel like it's it's got to level out somehow the <clears throat> solid wood um like uh your two by eights and two by fours and four by fours I've noticed those have gotten much better, but Alan, to me, plywood still seems more expensive. Oh yes. Why oh. is that? Why is plywood pricier than the regular? You know? Well, because of the logistics of all of the different contents. Okay. Um, because you know when you start talking about something like plywood, you're probably talking five or six different suppliers. So Good if point. there was a glue problem, or there was a pine problem, or there was a fiber problem. Any one of these dominoes doesn't fall at the right time in the right place, 
now you have a backlog in the logistics chain. And and maybe Alan, the uh, just the assembly process is because plywood is assembled. There's a warehouse. There's a mm-hmm. there, there's a factory. Well, maybe their protocols change because of COVID. Maybe they've got and, things that slow the production down. Yeah. So that and would make sense. Lots of places where you can clog up the system. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, so we're we're gonna I guess we're gonna be watching that. That's gonna be our. We need some stock market music. This oh, yeah. is gonna be our <laughs> the the lumber update basically. The, but the ticker um, tape. Like you said, in in ninety days, maybe we'll get. I, the, everybody pretty much agrees. By the end of the year, barring you know, unless the Earth is hit by a meteorite, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna level out. <laughs> well, hopefully the yes uh, probably gonna it's probably gonna level out. <laughs> well, hopefully the uh, studio here doesn't get hit by a meteorite, mm. Alan. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need those kind of problems. But anyway, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and then I promise we're going to get to our must-have item of the week. I'm Alan Gilbreth with Tool Talk Radio, and here's a Tool Talk quick tip. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Now is the perfect time to get your chimney cleaned, serviced, swept, and capped. As you probably found out this spring when the birds moved in, you've got lots of noise and now lots of debris lining your chimney. When you go this fall to try to set a fire, there is a good chance that you will ignite things in the chimney and have them come blowing out the top. So why get it done now? Well, time. The chimney sweeps are not terribly busy and you can get all of this finished done. And with your chimney capped, you won't be worried about having angry birds as soon as they show up in the spring. This is Alan Gilbreth, and that was a Tool Talk quick tip. Tool Talk Radio, Saturday mornings at 8. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Memphis needed a new source for talk. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment. News Talk 98.9, you're welcome. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. The roar. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from Geeky Side TV at 901-683-0989. Or if, you, if you're shy... Go to the, or no, I should say, Alan, if you want to brag, if you want to show off all of your home improvement triumphs, uh, send us some pictures at the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. And of course, while you're there, uh, be sure to give us a like. And uh, if you're just waking up uh, with your first cup of coffee and you missed the first hour of Tool Talk, never fear. You can go to tooltalkradio.com and check out all of our past shows. So they're starting to stack up, Alan. Soon you can binge listen. um, And, uh, you know, They'll, uh, they'll, you know, hours and hours of uh, good, clean fun. So, <laughs> hey, Alan, um, and speaking of, well, I don't know if this is good, clean fun, but anyway, um, actually, this is a lot of work sometimes, replacing your roof. I want to remind everybody, if you do need Ooh, to replace your roof, wow. it, there's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts here. You may qualify for, uh, your, your homeowner's insurance may actually cover the replacement of your roof. In many that's situations, uh, that's the case. You don't know. Sometimes, everybody, if you do need Ooh. to replace your roof, wow. it, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts here. You may qualify for uh, your your homeowner's insurance may actually cover the replacement of your roof. In many that's situations, uh, that's the case. You don't know. Sometimes, uh, 
you know, we're not experts. How often in our life are we going to ever replace our roof? Maybe once, maybe twice once or twice. So it's not something you think about every day, but I'll tell you who does think about it every day, Alan, the good people at big M roofing, Jay Hill, Mm -hmm. that guy's hilarious for one thing. If you, uh, (laughs) if you meet Jay, you feel unconventional leaps to mind. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You meet Jay for one thing, talk to him more uh, for, for more than five minutes. You guys probably know the same people. He knows everybody. I don't know how many contacts he's got in his phone, but he's like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, Bob's mm. number or something. But anyway, so he knows his stuff. But the, the, the interesting thing about Jay is his background is in insurance and in contracting. Right. So if you're trying to navigate those waters of, hmm, do I have a claim or not, just call up, help you. And uh, what I like is they, they install roofing systems. It's not just here, let's nail some shingles on the roof. Right. It's, all of it is a system. It's well thought out. And these these warranties are insane. They're like lifetime transferable warranties on your shingles. That's correct. Uh, I've never heard of something like that. Well, so. and this all ties into all of today's topics, too, because yeah. as we all know, water is the enemy, and your roof is your first and best line of defense. Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 accredited with the Better Business Bureau. They're like five star re- reviews. And like I said, just talk, just calling Jay is entertainment alone. That's, That's worth true. the price of admission. So uh, <laughs> you can call them at uh, 901-379-8184 or go to bigmroofingandremodeling.com. So, yeah, he's part of the team. And by the way, Alan, if you want to be part of the Tool Talk Radio team, give mm-hmm. me a call. Just call me directly. Call me at 901-921-7105. Uh, by the way, Alan, we are going to be introducing a new team member. I think uh, he signed on. He's eager to join the uh the family. We're basically looking for experts in all areas of home improvement. So uh, he's got sort of a unique um, business that he runs, and I can't say any more yeah. because, like I say, we have to wait till uh, yeah. all uh, details are finalized. So, but um, Alan, let's uh, let's jump over to our must-have item of the week. We um, we teased it, and I already posted it on our Facebook page. And uh, tell people what I'm holding up here. You're holding up a high-tech version of a glass of water with a string. Okay, yeah. And if <laughs> you don't know what that is. Basically, that's called a level. Yeah, well, here's what I got. I call this the speed level. This mm-hmm. is a small one. This, the, Okay, so folks, uh, if you can't see through the microphones, this is a... This is a level, which I'm sure you know what it is. It, it measures uh, horizontal, vertical, and 45-degree angles, but it's got a nifty little magnet on the side. Oh, yes. And if you go to our Facebook page, you're going to see uh, I, I basically stuck this level on the corner of uh, one of the walls here in the mm-hmm. studio. Uh, I, I basically stuck this level on the corner of uh, one of the walls here in the mm-hmm. studio, uh, here at uh, Cumulus, actually. And um, people may go, well, how how is it that it sticks to sheetrock? Well, there's a reason, Alan. Yep. Tell us tell there, us why, because your kids are going to be amazed. under that sheetrock. Right. The corner beads, most of the time, some of the newer homes use plastic, but right. mostly it's metallic. So what's great about the uh, this little nine-inch speed level is, for one thing, sometimes you don't need a big two-foot or right. four-foot level. You just need something quick. You want to level a picture. You want something you can throw in your tool belt. You want something that if it falls off a ladder, it's not going to break. Right. But also what's great about this is you um, this is another one of these tools that, you know, we're all about getting young people working with tools. They're going to have fun with this. They can walk around the house and oh, see yes. if the door is level, see if their uh, their sister's head is level. <laughs> see if, no, but but then they can learn to stick it to the uh, corner and mm. they can they can, you know. But everybody should have one of these. You know, I would say have a, a good variety of levels, but I'm a big fan of the speed level. I, I call it the speed level. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what it's called or not. But. That's good enough for me. But of 
Yeah, that's just one of those items, once again, you can't really imagine not having. Yeah, once again, I, I wondered about that, Alan, because, um, you know, I think earlier in the show, you might have mentioned the Taj Mahal or something. Mm. And I was I was told that uh, I watched a documentary about that, not to change the subject, but they said the corners, you know, there's four major corners and they said they were so pre- they were precise within, I don't know, a 16th of an inch or some crazy number. And I'm like, how did they do that in the old days? They must have had some leveling technology, but well, they use plumb bobs. Well, to get level, though, how do you use a plumb bob in a level? I don't. And to get that corner, to get that corner lined up perfect. Sounds like a lot of work, man. It was dramatic. It was a dramatic amount of work. It was nowhere near as easy as walking over with your level and slinging it up there and going, "All right, that's." It was a dramatic amount of work. It was nowhere near as easy as walking over with your level and slinging it up there and going, "All right, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they had five guys and a bamboo structure twenty feet high and a string and a yeah. You know, some other poor thing tied to the bottom of it and yeah. Yeah, it was it was effort. Yeah. Of, But, you know, and and the thing I look at and and people look at this stuff and they look at something like the Taj Mahal and they go, well, how how did we manage to build that? Sure. You know, I always got to remind people this and this is the big secret to any project you want to do at home. How did they build it? They wanted to. Well, good point. Yeah, because 90 percent of what we do and you have one of the perfect tools in your hand. Yeah. 90 percent of what you and I do is just having the confidence to try it. That's a good point. It's it's uh it's uh having a little of that Captain Kirk spirit just leaping into the breach cuz let's face it a plumbing disaster waiting to happen so you take it off and you've got to have the confidence uh and mm-hmm. the bravery to to put the new one on. And, and uh, you hope know for the best. <laughs> you know of you know especially you know light landscaping projects well I always wanted to put bricks around my garden. Okay, well, let's get a shovel, let's get the bricks, let's get a level, let's get... Why do you need a level for the bricks? You want it to look straight, don't you? You want it to... And it's, you know, what's I I find so many times is people, when they accomplish something small... Yeah. Get kind of bold. Well, that's the whole thing. Then it's kind of like, well, you know, all right, well, we we got the garden done... I hate how my patio looks. Sure. And then the next thing you know, you're getting that phone call goes, all right, let's talk about the dishwasher. And you're going to always. Oh, yeah. It, it's a snowball effect. So, yeah, people, if you're new to home improvement, if you're a new homeowner, if you're a young couple, just start with start with uh, achievable goal effects. So, yeah, people, if you're new to home improvement, if you're a new homeowner, if you're a young couple, just start with start with uh, achievable goals. Yes. Yeah. Confidence building steps. And again, go to our website, take a look at the level that we've got up there. If you've never played with one before, honestly, they're inexpensive at the big box stores or uh, the big package stores. Go get it. Go buy a couple of small tools and give them a, a play with them. Another thing, Alan, you might have. Boy, we're really beating this into the ground, but you're get, you're you're making me think. You might have a window or a door. Mm that that doesn't function properly well grab your little speed level and stick it up there and you might find oh no wonder it's off by one or two degrees and it's uh that's why there's a crack above the door frame or there you know my foundation is settling or something or i so. need to tighten in those hinges mm-hmm. or you know there's just so many little things but so many people especially when i want to go out and consult with families uh, and i love new homeowners yeah uh, so many people especially when i want to go out and consult with families uh, and I love new homeowners. Yeah, of uh, because they are usually so terrified 
right. of why, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, take a deep breath. Again, something so simple as a level, something as simple as a pry bar can totally change your confidence level about how do you want to tackle a project. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Alan, and, and, and let's wrap up because we really, we've really uh, discussed the level in depth. Mm. But I will say... I even you know I said it's it's nice for kids to use a level cuz it's yeah. an interesting way of teaching them things. I'm still fascinated by the level. Every time I put it on like a like I said door casing or a deck or something, it's always just interesting to me. It's like, "Oh, uh, you know, you got to make a little adjustment or you got to you shim it up this way and that little bubble <laughs> is so precise and it's another one of these basic technological things you are looking that, at a truly right so get yourself the uh th this is a nine inch speed level with mm -hmm. the magnetic you got to get the magnetic side on it i love the magnetic i think side. it's like 10 bucks another one you know one of the things i've noticed alan consistently is our our must-have item of the weeks are they're usually pretty affordable we keep you under 100 bucks oh, most of easily, the time easily easily although i may be bringing in my miter saw in the near future <laughs> but it, that might make a mess in the studio so um, hey, Alan, we, uh, I want to shift gears a little bit. You, you came up with, a, I guess we're calling an audible on this. We didn't tease this, mm. but off the air, we were talking about, um, some of these things, I guess, boy, Star Wars, we, you know, we are mm. thinking of subterranean homes because right. basically if you, if, if your living room is five feet below the, uh, soil, suddenly that's that you're cooling it My off. My living by, room is right. Well, Alan, uh, I don't see so much of this here in the South, but um, we don't have a lot of basements here, although we do have some. But I grew up in Chicago, and everybody had a basement. Right. And one of the basements here, although we do have some, but I grew up in Chicago, and everybody had a basement. Right. And one of the tools, you, or I don't know if this is a tool, but one of the home devices you brought up is called a sub pump. Yes. People here in the in the South may not know what that is, but tell us what that is and why it is so critical. Well, uh, one of the jobs that I am currently working on right now, again, we go back to our phrase, water is the enemy. Yeah. For of, home improvement, if you're thirsty, water is, you know, a blessing. Water is your friend. If you're, if you're in the desert, water is your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're building a house, water is your enemy. Um, there is a lot. People forget there's a lot of water around. And especially when you begin getting subterranean. Sure. And by subterranean, I mean a foot down or more. Um, and just my personal house is a split level below ground. And I mean a good five feet. So every time it rains, anything like that, water is always trapped against the lower foundation and it will find its way in. Exchange some sub pump stories because I have a, a, a horrifying story from when oh, I was yes. a kid of when sub pumps go wrong. I think that's a monster movie, Alan. So. Anyway, <laughs> you're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and continue our discussion about sub pumps. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. 
Uh, you can reach us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline. You can call or text us at 901-683-0989. Stories and the, uh, the items we've posted there mm-hmm. today. We posted uh, our must-have item of the week, the 9.5-inch, er, well, it's a 9-inch uh, uh, magnetic speed level. I'm calling it that. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I call it. That's that's a good name for it. They call it like uh, the speed square, like the, right. the framing square. So I, I can call it that. Speed sounds cooler, mm. and it'll make you want to have one. So, uh, And you can check out the story we talked about, about uh, old-fashioned, well, building techniques that are being adopted again yep. and uh, maybe coming to a suburb near you. So Everything old is new again. Yeah. We've been, uh, before the break, Alan, we were talking about uh, sub pumps, and we're going to get uh, right back at, into that discussion uh, in a moment. But, Alan, you run Geeky Side TV, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, uh, what's the latest? Because every week, it's kind of like we were talking about watching the uh, lumber prices <laughs> that are ever-changing. Well, Geeky Side TV is ever-growing, so what's happening over well, there, Well, yeah, man? welcome to a Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple TV. Uh, the networks are getting bigger. Uh, what's the latest? Because every week, it's kind of like we were talking about watching the uh, lumber prices <laughs> that are ever-changing. Well, Geeky Side TV is ever-growing, so what's happening over well, there, Well, yeah, man? welcome to a Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple Apple TV. Uh, the networks are getting bigger, faster, and going great. Of uh, uh, right now, one of the big things we're dealing with is, of course, the Memphis Film Prize. Okay. Of wow, what an amazing, what an amazing local event! Of over eighty submissions this year, so a lot of people competed to uh, make a movie. Yeah. Shoot it in Memphis, finish it in Memphis, and uh, the uh, we'll we'll bring a little more to you this in the next couple of weeks. But uh, the big film festival itself will be in Memphis. I'll tell you this, Alan, not to interrupt you, but mm. I, I I do want to say something because I've come I've come around full circle. I lived in I grew up in Chicago. The right. arts were everywhere. We we grew up going to the art museum. I moved to Sandy to make that transition. I really missed the mm-hmm. ocean. Mm-hmm. I am now a full-blown Memphian, though. 25 years later, I have to say, there are, I mean, the arts are powerful out here. We have yes. more personality, and I'm looking at Nashville right now. Not to not not to point fingers, <laughs> but uh, we're sort of the scrappy younger brother. that You talk about the arts and creativity and, and unique voices that you see in in uh, in this in in the south but uh memphis has got it all and there's a lot of filmmakers here so that's who's being celebrated i guess a right? lot of uh, a quick little shout out to of uh, the host of on the scene miss kate mobley uh she is a top 10 finisher so far awesome Ooh, so, yes yeah, so, so we'll uh, be watching this with great interest oh trust me if she wins everybody's gonna know <laughs> well how uh, how do people uh how do people log on to uh geeky side tv well they just need to go to geekysidetv.com and they can follow all of our adventures there uh or they can go to the roku tv and just subscribe to the channel they can follow all of our adventures there uh or they can go to the roku tv and just subscribe to the channel for free. Absolutely. So, and if, and once again, if you're a content creator and you want to become a TV star, mm. well, there's talk a chance. To Alan, yeah, they there may is put a you on if you if you're up to snuff. But uh, send it to yep, Alan. It's a big market, guys. So we're looking for you. Absolutely. So, uh, Alan. Okay, let's shift gears. Uh, before the break, we were talking about sub pumps, and yep. um, I just to paint a picture. Now, I don't know what else. I, like I said, Alan, I don't see a lot of sub pumps anymore. Right. I barely ever see basement. So I'm not probably as up to date on the latest sub pump technology. But I can tell you when I was a kid, we had one in our house. And as I recall, in our basement in the corner, there was a metal like a round metal plate 
you took it off, right? And you might even see a level of water there, right. and you heard a little motor that looked like it was submerged yep. in that water, humming away, which is always freaky. In fact, I'm convinced <laughs> that my twin brother is freaky. In fact, I'm convinced that my twin brother used to throw stuff in there uh, that he, you know, just just to just be a to jerk. make it go away. Yeah, yeah, but but anyway, so what what's going on there? Is that what a sub pump still looks well, like? Right. Um, well, in sort of a way, it works a little bit like a toilet. <laughs> okay, I can uh, I can relate to that. Okay, yeah. you know, because when you pull the handle, all the water falls out of the tank, and then the water level goes back up in the tank, and when it reaches a certain point, the switch is turned off, and the water stops flowing in. So you got a little water control valve. You got a little fluid master okay. that controls that. Okay, the sump pump works exactly the opposite. So what you have is a catch basin or area mm-hmm. where you have, again, water is the enemy. Water is always present, so you might as well deal with it. So we've given the water a place to be. Okay, so instead of it surrounding your your foundation and surrounding the, the, the concrete I wall. I will always follow the easiest path. So it kind of, the gravity is pulling it yes. down, the sub pump draws it in. And once it, the reservoir fills to a certain point, the switch is activated and the pump begins to operate and cleans the reservoir out. I would think it has to keep the water moving some degree or it's going to get stale, right? I mean, so well, it every now and again it's flushing down. it. Okay. Well, it pumps the water all the way down. Into uh, the, the sewer? Sun, yeah, well, no, it pumps it right out into the backyard oh, of, okay. in this particular case. of A sump pump can sit dry for years, which is like your dream and your hope, yeah. um, especially in your basement or something like that. And this is where the house battery in my brain suddenly really becomes invaluable. Of as technology changes in the next five to ten years, as we have talked about many, many times, once you have a house battery, whether you're on the grid or not, so it's that big summer storm, that big summer storm, and boom, boom, out go the lights. Well, congratulations, your house still would have electricity, and something as valuable as a sump pump would still work just fine. Absolutely. So you're now- not going to flood. The downstairs of the house. Now I'm a little ashamed of myself. We've been here at uh, News Talk 98.9 The Roar for about a month, and we have yet to bring up the uh, house battery, which is you and I are big advocates. Mm-hmm. That is going to change. You know, the, the the quick way to think about that, folks, is to have a rechargeable battery. It may be powered by solar. It may just be powered. It's going to be right. like a battery backup in some closet in your home. And so when the power goes out, it's going to run. It's like a laptop computer. Yes. When your when your laptop you plug it in when the battery's charged you can unplug it and just and work walk off the around battery, the house so. and work with it. Yes. And so yeah, I agree. I want a sub pump. Uh, I wish they had that when I was a kid. Sit back and I have a tale for you, Alan. So basically, my sub pump. The reason I even remember what a sub pump is is we lived in a home in in, the, in Glen Ellen, Illinois, beautiful suburb outside of Chicago, and we had um, some bad storms roll through. And our house was situated kind of at the just a it was a gentle hill, but we were at the bottom of this hill. Right. And um, we we had a basement. It was you know I'd say the ceiling was probably seven or eight feet. It was a pretty you know average size okay. ceiling. Right. And um, first of all, we had a tornado that came through town and knocked the power out, followed okay. by torrential rains. Right. And we literally could watch what happened because the sub pump went out. Right. Our basement started to flood and it flooded I, I i'd have to say seven feet we were down there mm-hmm. grabbing things i remember as a kid i think i might have even had to wake up in the middle of the night 
helped my family grab stuff so it didn't get destroyed that was sitting in the basement and we just kept going we watched it kept going up and up and it came to the top step yes before the power finally came back on and and lowered it but that's it's all because the sub pump failed. So we could have really used one of those home batteries. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of these little things where if your house doesn't have one, fine. Don't worry about it. If your house does have one, this is, again, one of those annual checks. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of just mark the calendar somewhere during the year. doesn't really matter when. But you need to make sure that the sump pump is clear it's clean, it's in good working order. Of This is one of those items you just want to install and forget. Yeah. However, I, you don't want it to remind you. Yeah, you don't want to forget <laughs> about the sub pump. It's kind of like uh, our discussion with gutters, Alan. My, you know, I'm, I, I have this tendency to maybe come across as very anti-gutter. Mostly what I'm anti is people that put a gutter gutters up and forget about them. No. Gutters are an right. ongoing maintenance issue, and uh, if you have a basement, you have an ongoing maintenance. Is people that put a gutter gutters up and forget about them? No, gutters are an right. ongoing maintenance issue, and uh, if you have a basement, you have an ongoing maintenance issue. Fortunately, like I said, here in the South, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't. Which, uh, to be honest, I don't miss having a basement. It, the only thing you know, you lose storage, but honestly, I just you know, basements are creepy. They can smell bad. They well, they're always water. <laughs> it, again, yeah. water is always the enemy, and a basement is a great place to lose that fight. Yeah. Although, Alan, if these building techniques continue, we may be seeing more basements because, uh, and maybe we'll see improved sub pump technology. Well, we'll see improved wall technologies too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, our home, I think the the one we grew up in was probably built in the. 40s or 50s it was mm. a little little older uh you know it wasn't quite up to snuff it wasn't up to the job when it came to that but uh you know if you've got any sub pump stories uh let us know about them mm-hmm. go to the tool talk radio facebook page and uh, send us a picture or if you don't know what a, if you've got any sub pump stories uh let us know about them mm-hmm. go to the tool talk radio facebook page and uh, send us a picture or if you don't know what a sub pump is i don't know alan maybe you ought to post a picture or something. i Just will we'll put a link up there google it hey google videos on when sub pumps go wrong <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a hot one for that's there. pretty terrible yeah that'll be fun so well we hope you're having fun listening to tool talk radio coming to you from news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to take a quick break wrap things up and uh we have a little surprise for you Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I'm going to get that guy, Alan. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Turning here with my buddy, Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. And yes, Al, fraternal, we, we've established <laughs> that. Not identical. Although, I have to admit, if yeah. you gave one of our descriptions to the cops, they'd pick us both up. Yeah, bald guy, goatee, <laughs> uh, medium height, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we pretty much, uh, yeah, that that part is is correct. And one day, Alan, will tell the story of how that got me into trouble at one point when I was uh, misidentified for Alan Gilbreth, mm-hmm. and uh, my reputation Did, suffered uh, extremely. So I, I'm not sure it suffered. I think it improved it a bit. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, we could be reached here, but you'd have to be quick at the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hot. Line. You can call or text us at 901 683 0989. 
Uh, or uh, it, you can also get us at the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Send us some pictures. Send us, uh, you know, send us stories. Make sure you like the page. And make sure you share it with your friends. So, and if you miss any part of Tool Talk Radio, never fear. You can go to the Tool Talk. Uh, you can go to Tool Talk Radio. That I had a surprise, and it occurred to me the surprise I have can't be announced for at least a, I don't know three or four more weeks. So. Sorry, folks. So you uh, have a pending surprise. I guess, sort of. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to build it up too much, but it's cool stuff. Basically, it just uh, it, it establishes the continued growth of Tool Talk Radio Ooh, and sweet. our our reach our our reach in the mid south. Mm. Uh, with this hundred thousand watt, uh, you know. Oh yeah, giant. You're uh, just broadcast. You're, you're, you're just giggly about that. And Alan, I was also remiss because I forgot to remind people: if you need a deck or a pergola or a patio cover, I'm doing a lot of patio covers mm. these days. Um, or anything made out of Trex decking, mm. I'm be- I, I'm in the process, Alan, of becoming a you are uh, a convert. Well, the thing is, I've I've got a nice relationship going with the Trex distributors around here, and they told me the process I need to go through to become a uh, certified Trex installer. Oh. I mean, I already know how to do it, but I guess they have a certain thing if you if you uh, if you. Hit these certain ballot people, so if you want Trex. But anyway, if you need anything made out of wood or uh, Trex. Trex. For the outside of your home, give me a call at 901-921-7105 or visit my website, thorshomes.com. So, um, Alan, I want to just circle back on something because I think we teased this, but um, and I think we sort of discussed it in our discussion of subterranean. Uh, well, actually, let, we, we got a couple of subterranean things to, to discuss. Okay. You talked about a watchdog sensor because we were talking about sub pumps before. I want to hit that, and I also want to talk about courtyards before we get out of here okay. today. But circle back. What is this? You know, we talked about the importance of if you have a sub pump, don't just ignore it. Make sure. because Right. Right. Yeah, so of uh, a watchdog sensor, you'll most people will find those in the mid south on their hot water tank. Okay. And a watchdog sensor is just exactly that. It's a little sensor that goes down into the drain pan that is underneath your hot water tank or find those in the mid south on their hot water tank. Okay. And a watchdog sensor is just exactly that. It's a little sensor that goes down into the drain pan that is underneath your hot water tank or could be in your sump pump drum. Now, the, the water tank is that if it starts filling up, it's like, okay, you don't want this thing to overflow and, and uh, it will turn and go into off your ceiling. Your yeah. hot water tank, or it will perform whatever the alert function is that you want. Right. Okay. Uh, the problem is, of course, after these things get wet a few times, of, you know, they, they may misread or they may stop, may not stop sending a signal. So if you have an incident, you always want to check your watchdog switch. Okay. And again, the most number one place you're going to find those is on your hot water tank. Yeah. Um, if you don't have one on your hot water tank, please talk about getting one because it will save. Uh, it would definitely have saved you a ceiling or two over the years. Oh, absolutely. And I would say if you're somebody that has a sub pump in your house, outages and floods and rain, that's when the mo- That's when you need that's the sub pump the most, the most. And yes. it's most the it's most likely to go out at that point. So yep. you need that backup system. So, so. you're looking at a un- uninterruptible power supply, a UPS that can be installed someplace above water level. Absolutely. So you don't want to short out your you don't want to short out your power while you're trying to get rid of the water. Yeah. So uh, we and like I said, we'd love to hear your sub pump stories because we never oh, yeah. discussed this. I can't even remember the last time we ever talked about sub pumps. But uh, Alan, okay, so so that's you know we've we've kind of I think brought that idea to uh, to a close. But 
I want to talk about courtyards because in our discussion earlier, we were talking about uh, old-fashioned building techniques, and you mm -hmm. said something last night during our exhaustive show prep that courtyards, um, they, they aren't just a decoration. They weren't just because, uh, no. you know, just for... Um, I don't, you know, architecture, there's a function behind a courtyard, and they were, they've been doing this since, like, what, the Roman time. That courtyards, um, they, weren't, they aren't just a decoration. They weren't just because, uh, no. you know, just for, um, I don't, you know, architecture, there's a function behind a courtyard, and they were, they've been doing this since, like, what, the Roman time. Yes. So, so why, why were they doing this, Alan? Airflow. Talk to me. Here we go. Um, let's talk about your, let's wrap it all up. Let's throw in your sump pumps, your gutters, your airflow, your water control. All right. This was all part of having a courtyard of the biggest thing is the more and the deeper you make a building, the harder it is to move the air. Okay. And if you don't have any way of artificially moving the air, now you have got, well, basically a modern home. The air conditioning goes out. You're going to die of the heat in there. It is just miserable because you can't get any airflow. Oh, um, I, see, I think I see where you're going with this. Now, okay. with a courtyard, what you did was you had all of your rooms around the courtyard so that everything. Okay, Alan, what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking of these uh, Google Maps. You know, when you look straight down yes. at, a, at a house or a building mm -hmm. from, from a satellite. Well, if you had a, a let's just suppose you had a, a big square house or something. Well, those rooms in the very middle are getting no airflow. They may no. not even have a window. Right. And and then the courtyard just sort of it expands. So, oh, that's a great idea. That That's very interesting. Well, so if you had two windows, you might be able to open both of them. And exactly. you get every room gets cross ventilation. Exactly. Very nice. Because... So yeah. Everything old is new again. And this is where if you especially if you've been someplace like New Orleans <laughs> and you go through well, you'll have go fun with this that this time walkway. of year. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you'll go through this little walkway. You'll go down the little hallway or something and suddenly it opens up. And again, this is like Google Earth. You look down on it. You'll notice a massive number of buildings all have courtyards. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's courtyards. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all built. You know, that French architecture, that Mediterranean architecture worked just as well in New Orleans as it did in the south of France. It's 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 pretty interesting, Alan, because like like we said, we're not saying get rid of your air conditioner. We're not saying get rid of uh, mm. any of your modern conveniences. We're saying why make them work harder than they have to. We're, we're saying augment this. Yeah. Let's get back to a more relaxed way of living. Using these wonderful new technologies on top of the ancient technologies we knew that worked. So where they used wood and mud and cob, we have amazing new products that don't catch on fire, that won't burn down. However, they've got better R factors. Mm -hmm. So let's take the old stuff that worked. Let's steal that. Let's couple it with the new stuff that works. Let's... As we look forward, we're looking at housing in the future being a little more relaxed. Yeah. Being a little more efficient, being um, a little more Star Wars, if you want to call it that. Honestly, Alan, when, when, when you're talking about it, we talked about it earlier in the show. It's You, you look at Star Wars, you got these 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 houses that look like they could have been built a thousand years ago mixed with, right. with, 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 with technology. It may just get like that. And, and uh, it is getting like that. Right. Well, it just might start looking. And I, I love the notion of basically 
utilizing nature to your advantage, you know, okay, we've got this big fireball up in the sky giving off all this energy and heat and everything. Why not tap into that? It's, you know, instead of digging into the ground to dig up oil, why not use what's right, right there? Well, you know? and you know, again, water control of again, water management, you really, if you put these things on the forefront as you're building, as you're designing water control, of again water management you really if you put these things on the forefront as you're building as you're designing then you're not fighting nature you're working with nature yeah and and you know what i'm thinking alan now that i think of it a lot of the newer homes i don't know that i see a lot of courtyards i see some great backyards i see some great oh i don't know patios and things like right. that but I, I think the courtyard might be an interesting design element to bring back just based on what you're saying I'm, I'm picturing if you've got young kids if they're in the courtyard you don't have to want worry about them wandering off around the neighbor you know you can keep an eye on your three-year-old if they're in the oh, courtyard yeah. you don't have to worry about safety it's a uh, more more than likely a decent chunk of the courtyard is going to be in shade for the majority of the day because unless the sun's directly overhead there's going to be shade it's great place to entertain i don't know man now i want a courtyard at my house grow <laughs> in your courtyard okay good point like why is that just because it's more temperate well, in the yeah, middle well, think about the strawberries and blackberries and all of the wonderful little treats that we love mm -hmm. of why not have that secret garden sure yeah absolutely so i don't know man um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to keep my eyes open for that. But now it really does make me think. And now that you mention it, Alan, um, one of the oldest buildings in Memphis is the uh, the Memphis Brewery. Yes. And they have a courtyard. Yes, they, they do. They have a big, I mean, it's a tall. It's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, they, in fact, they even have some sort of stair. I don't know if the stairwell design is is based on airflow and everything, but they have that big towering kind of rotating right. uh not not spiral staircase, but you know, similar like uh, going up. I don't know, man. It's just interesting. Now I want to go downtown. I want to walk past all of the really old buildings yes. and just pay closer attention to the. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the things that cracked me up years ago doing a building inspection was people. We were in an old building, and there was a huge chain and a ship's propeller in the basement. Oh yeah, and everybody is kind of like, what you know, what madman was down here? And I was dying laughing. Because then I pointed out the chute that went outside, and you know what, guys? That was a 1920-ton air conditioner oh, yeah. that actually held 20 tons of ice. I think that's a tease. That's going to be, hey, Larry Brown, that's going to be our next uh, <laughs> our next discussion when you come on board, because that's an interesting history. That's that's something to, that's that's a story to unpack, but let's do that with our uh, HVAC mm -hmm. expert, uh, Larry Brown, but... Uh, Lots of lots of interesting topics today, Alan. I I, I like the variety of uh, you know old school mixed with uh, futuristic. So, but uh, Alan, once again, uh, we hear the music. Uh, we do. The time wheel waits for no man. So uh, you've been listening to another action-packed episode. You've been listening to another action-packed episode of Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We have to get out of here today, but uh, just remember, go to tooltalkradio.com, go to our Facebook page, and uh, like us, and uh, follow all our adventures over there. Uh, on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.